colleagues, I think we then need to to start with our meeting. This is a joint meeting between ourselves, uh, the COCTA, the PC COCTA, and the Select Committee on Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. We are looking at your strategic plans and annual performance plan. Uh, this is our, for the NA side, this is our third engagement. We started on Friday with the department and MISA. Yesterday, jointly with the select committee, we have attended the APP strategic plan for DTA. So today it's yourself, Salga. Tomorrow we are going to meet the demarcation board. And I'm told on Friday at 6, we are going to deal with, uh, that's the slot that we give it. We are going to deal with the CRL Rights Commission. Uh, I suppose uh, president and team, you could have managed because you, you might you, you table this thing in February and March prior to uh, the declaration of the national disaster. Uh, but I should think you have managed then to your your your, your presentation here might not be Marsh, is up Thursday or Friday, the commission. It's Friday. Chairperson of the NCOP, are you on mute? You're talking to somebody. No, I was I was confirming very quickly because I had an indication that the meeting is Thursday, but it's confirmed it's Friday as you indicated. Yes, there was no commission. There was okay, not slot for, for for Thursday. There was not yeah, slot Thursday's chairperson. Uh, there was no slot. Thursday, so we are meeting on on, on, on on Friday on the commission. Then your mic was not on mute, chairperson. Oh, yes, I'm we could sorry. hear your conversation with the person you were confirming from. Now you are muted. So, uh, I think the overview that the minister has given yesterday is cut across all the entities. TM uh, Bapella, as you have said, you are a guest, we acknowledge you, but you can then interact with the presentation as it's presented because we are told you have not yet left the COC until the DM also joined the meeting. Then we thought. Yes, well, already joined uh, a person, DM Tawi has joined the meeting. Yeah. You should have signaled that is here. Uh, DM Tawi, you are welcome. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, and good evening. Yes, yes. I don't expect you to be a BBT because Majoro has dealt with that before. But nevertheless, it's okay. You are welcome. Thanks, thanks. Okay. Then, uh, the president of Salga. Thank you very much, Chairperson. You have introduced our team, which really shows who you know who you are working with. So that has cut my um, task for the evening short. 
It's true, Chairperson. Thank you very much for the opportunity and honourable members for us to come and present to you um, our annual performance plan with the strategic uh, plan. Uh, I'm going to ask the CEO without uh, much ado in the interest of time to lead us with the presentation. But I must uh, beforehand do articulate that at the end you will realize, of course, we would have motivated during the presentation a change of positioning in how we think we could assist local government towards the attainment of what it's meant to be to promote its uh, citizens and make sure that it services its people. Two fundamental areas, you, as you had correctly said, we, this is not our first presentation. But we also think, as you all know, that we are dealing with issues which needs a proper financial plan and a rework on how local government need to take its path going forward. Uh, the CEO will articulate at broad length on some of these issues that uh, I've just highlighted. But it is a deliberate approach that the NEC, any strategic session took that we need to reposition on how we advocate and seek for the development of our municipalities in the local government sphere. Thank you very much, Chair. With that, I will request the Office of the CEO to put up the presentation for honorable members and talk to it and make sure that we are aligned uh, time-wise. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chairperson. And good afternoon, good evening to all the members, both for the joint committee, PC and select committee, and also good evening to the deputy ministers, both of COCTA, and also appreciate the time given by the, the, the presidency of SALGA to lead this input. Chairperson, as you will recall, we were here last week and presented on the issues of COVID. And what we are presenting here is a journey of the last uh, five years. And so far, we are on year four of the 2017-2022 strategic agenda of SALGA, as mandated by the National Conference. So we'll be representing areas of progress in respect of our plans for year four. As you can see on the outline, Chairperson, we will cover a seven-part reflection uh, that speaks to the nature of our strategic plan and its posture, as well as um, provide a helicopter view for the members of committee, highlighting some of the key execution we have done in the last three financial years. And the reason we, we are doing that is because uh, the majority of members of committee, uh, both committees may be new, uh, having formed part of the sixth administration of parliament. So we thought we will not just move without reflecting that uh, plan. And part five will, of course, talk to our priorities for 2020 and the imperatives behind the, the review that we want to do, given the post-COVID scenario. Around the background, Chairperson, I want to assume that um, in our last three interactions during the 
the, the planning session of the committees, we did outline broadly the trust of the SALGA mandate. And our input will speak to those six pillars of our strategic agenda and uh, inspired by the underpinnings of our policy ambitions as an organization to inspire service delivery and inspire accountability as well as inspire leadership that is sound and committed to the cause of local government. The areas around the vision and mission of SALGA, uh, I'm just stating them as they are without spending time on them. But um, amongst those areas is to make sure that if we are a responsive organization and innovative, then it means during the crisis of COVID, it will be important that we readapt our plan to go forward. Around the, the trajectory of the organization, we have increasingly ensured that our installments of growth as an organization must seek to consolidate ourselves and make sure that uh, in line with our municipalities' uh, core mandate to the current leadership of SALGA that occupy the office on January 2027, uh, they must make sure that they drive an agenda that speaks to relevance and meaningful impact to municipalities. This is just a background of our planning cycle, which is quite um, consistent with the various planning cycles that are national and provincial, but in the main, incorporating the aspects of being a mandated organization because we are a representative body of municipalities. Again, in terms of the national planning hierarchy of our country, the greatest focus now is to make sure we spend time on the outcomes and then measure the impacts over a certain period within which we can um, see progress of our sector achieving the long-term goals. Again, in terms of the, the strategic positioning of the organization, uh, the mandate given to the NEC by the municipalities is to make sure that they must continue to ensure that the rights of municipalities are protected and also, where necessary, robustly influence the trajectory of policy making in such a way that it creates the necessary balance that our constitution requires us to do. We have in that regard, Chairperson, outlined three key goal areas that in our view need to respond to the, to the uh, inherent contradictions in our economic landscape, the deepening challenges around inequality, as well as the unemployment and make sure that municipalities, they reinforce the national policy imperatives of our country. So those three goal areas essentially are a product of a 20-year review that was done in terms of the democratic unfolding project of our country. And at midpoint, when we were 15 years, we undertake a, a review and we will now, as we all know, reach 20 years by 5 December 2020. And these three goal areas are underpinned by various strategic objectives as outlined here in the main dealing with governance challenges, dealing with the fiscal and financial management, but also strengthen programs around the review of the urban rural interface and the inherent uh, uh, complexities of that space. And of course, there's been changes that have impacted on our five-year strategy. And one of those is that in the advent of the sixth administration, certain priorities have been outlined and we had to reflect on those medium-term strategic framework 
to make sure that we remain relevant. And also the passage of the National Development Plan required of us to review our plan to make sure that we speak to the relevance of those areas. And these are the key priorities outlined in the MTSF and as articulated um, uh, in the recent SONA in terms of uh, the key priorities of the sixth administration. And ours is to speak our plan in terms of this alignment. And we have outlined uh, Chairperson, uh, the areas around our baseline to the 2020-2021. And uh, we thought we will highlight just in brief the trajectory of our evolution of performance as the organization. And as indicated um, in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a high level uh, reflection, we have fairly consistently performed our work uh, in line with the mandates we have and also as uh, corroborated by the Auditor General in terms of the performance over the last three years being what has been highlighted. And you will see that over the status of our strategy, and this is where we are now in the 2019-2020 strategy and a reflection of the audited ones for the previous financial year, as well as what we intend doing in 2020-2021. We thought, Chairperson, we will highlight some of the key performance of our first year of our strategy, as well as the subsequent years. Uh, DM uh, Tau uh, will take ownership of this uh, performance uh, in terms of uh, his leadership uh, Tenya at Salga, you will be able to relate to some of the issues uh, uh, we will be highlighting. And uh, if there's difficulties, you will accordingly account. On the goal area number one, these are some of the key highlights of the work we have done. I will not read them, Chairperson, in view of the fact that we have uh, communicated uh, uh, the presentation last night. Hopefully, just as a background, members would have gone through some of those areas. And these are some of the uh, background positions that we sought from a capacity angle. We need to lay a better foundation. The Energy Summit was one of the key highlights, which we are quite happy to see to it that some of the key issues that uh, emerged out of that have resulted in the current energy uh, policy complex review that is happening, including areas of the enablement of local government to partake in the energy generation space. Some of the areas around uh, uh, reinforcement of capacitation of local government, uh, there has been notable deliverables that we have responded around this goal, and also the stability that we are seeing in the sector in terms of uh, ensuring that uh, we bear down the institutional relations around conditions of service of workers. And for the last nine years, are notable. We have not seen disruptive uh, areas around uh, challenges facing uh, municipalities. Areas of municipal debt continues to be a major challenge, which we will reflect on later on. But in the main, it remains a vexing question from a policy angle, as well as areas to tackle it. And we will demonstrate this later, its complexity and the fact that it still remains a major priority area for us. Areas around the reviews of key legislations to make sure that over the next period, we will continue to implement these areas of review. On the 2018-2019 financial year, again, these are some of the areas uh, around the review of integrated energy resource plan of our country, as well as the current challenge of ensuring that electricity regulation continues to occupy the uppermost mound of the IGR family to make sure that we resolve the complex interface between ourselves 
as ESCOM. The issue of environment that has not been uh, significantly prioritized from its own implications to municipalities, we have uh, profiled this work as a result, FFC working with us to look at costing modalities to make sure that our, our planning approach responds to these imperatives. The issue of rural densification is one of those areas which we have made sure that it's Salga, let's uh, make sure that we create the right balance given that most of our members are rural municipalities Let's create a planning framework around that to reinforce the imperatives of SPLUMA. These are some of the areas of our ongoing support work to municipalities and also major research work we are doing around the fiscal reforms so that we can uh, uh, put facts as well as data behind the advocacy that we are involved in to say Local equitable share needs to be remodeled to make sure that it speaks to the fundamentals of the mandates of local government. Areas of regulatory reform, as well as uh, challenging the quantum of local government equitable share to make sure that the broader fiscal architecture is fundamentally reviewed. We do not approach 2021-2026 mandate of the sector without this challenge being addressed. The area of financial sustainability, again, is a major area, and we will demonstrate later on why it continues to be a major uh, area of work that we need uh, to review. On the most recent performance of 2019-2020, again, areas where we have participated in the Systems Act, Structures Act, and uh, we think that there's merit that by the time we approach 2021, at least uh, hopefully the executive would have brought before Parliament a finality on this matter to make sure that these necessary instruments, they are presented and they also speak and they also speak to the experience of the last 20 years uh, from practice and what needs to be reviewed around these areas. The issues around uh, uh, our work around hosting uh, World Congress, we have been quite successful uh, leading to the current transition uh, of the previous uh, 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 work that uh, has uh, resulted in Salga to be in a position to be continue and play a global role in the in the in the family of local government, and the issue of professionalisation, Chairperson, requires a deep reflection, and it will not be succeeded only by local government. I think working collaboratively as Cocta Salga National Treasury and using the benefit of parliament and legislatures, as well as provinces, we need to rethink uh, the kind of approach we want to do on professionalizing so that it is not only driven largely by, by seculars as well as uh, slight amendments of the regulations, but there is a fundamental rethink who is brought to local government, what are the fundamental ethos of local government, what does it mean to serve the people? And when such conduct that sometimes is at odds with the reality of expectations, what is a known rule to be undertaken to make sure that ourselves, we can claw back the significant erosion we have seen in local government around its image? So part of our work as Salga will continue to do that. So in terms of the, the approach of our 2020-2021 APP chairperson, the leadership of Salga has identified the following four quadrants as the most definitive nature of the interlinking challenges we face as local government. It is by no means exhaustive, 
but what it seeks to do is to articulate the kind of challenges that still face municipalities from a fiscal policy and financial management, as well as the, the challenges around the capabilities and governance leadership at local government, plus the need for us to accelerate service delivery and confront the distortions of our spatial economy. If you look at uh, the, the, the issues that local government has been raising, Chairperson, for the last five years, is the issue around uh, our call for local government uh, constitutionally mandated functions to be properly funded. So the notion of unfunded mandates, the notion of underfunded mandates, uh, this slide, what it seeks to project is that if you look at the constitutional allocation of functions, the, the dispersal of the same between province, national, and local government, both for Schedule 4 and 5B of the Constitution, local government takes a proportion of 46% of those uh, constitutional, constitutional functions relative to the other spheres. But if you contrast that with the division of revenue over the average over the last three years, the picture becomes a direct uh, inverse relationship, so to speak, where local government continues to receive less than 9% to perform the disproportionate function that it is assigned constitutionally. And we think that if we allow local government to continue next year without this question being resolved, we will continue to have local government being done and injustice in terms of its own ability and capability to perform its functions. These are some of the powers and functions that in our assessment define the unfunded mandates to local government so that we can put a picture to the narrative of unfunded mandates. If you look at FFC, report that they have done in terms of uh, articulating what is the meaning of this unfunded mandate. They sampled about six metros in South Africa and highlighted those agency functions who are a concurrent function of province and national health and uh, library services, museum, housing, roadworks. And you can see, Chairperson, just look at a take win alone. If they were to project this as uh, what was quantified by FFC in 2009, that they were underfunded by 944 million rand. And you contrast with Johannesburg's 1.1 billion rand and the rest of others. You can see the picture that uh, it continues to position local government uh, at a difficulty, even at a time when they sign agency agreements. The timing and quantums of those transfer, they tend to hobble the local government ability to perform its function. So there's a need fundamentally to review this question. If you look at powers and functions around unfunded mandates, again, as we approach 2020, until this issue is uh, fundamentally confronted uh, in terms of what it is, we will still have this work. This is the assessment FFC has done in, the, in their work. And over the, the next three years, uh, if you look at how these allocations have been made in the Division of Revenue for 2020 going forward, all of those functions some of them, uh, they pertain specifically to provincial functional functions, but in the absence of municipalities working those, uh, we are saying as Salga, it will continue to compromise the financial viability of municipalities. So there's a need not only to review funding, but it must be uh, intertwined with the major policy question of powers and functions between the three spheres uh, of government. If you look at the area of um, the transfers in terms of us uh, working on this area, uh, the responsive and accountable uh, system of government in terms of uh, uh, underpinning of economic growth, we have then identified the following four focus areas. In the main, the first three 
are very relevant for the outbound work of SALGA, uh, as indicated area. Uh, we want to focus on good governance, financial sustainability, as well as the uh, issues of um, uh, economic growth uh, and transformation. We have then identified these four areas, uh, SALGA, and allocated key outcomes that we want to see. And you can see the significant dominant focus of our work distribution will be on good governance as well as the areas of special transformation, including the question of financial sustainability. If you look at the area of uh, outcome one, what we seek to do, we have identified MTSF priorities and identified uh, the work that we need to do, and we have identified about 34 outputs that we seek to achieve. And those areas, if you look at outcome number two, on good governance uh, is one area that we thought Chairperson will spend more time talking to today to make sure that the key 27 outputs we want to see achieved, they help us to respond to the MTSF priority of building a capable, ethical, and developmental state of which local government has been exposed quite significantly as, um, as being challenged in that area. This slide, Chairperson, just indicates uh, the key issues that continue to affect municipalities from good governance and putting a culture of accountability and preventative measures. We have just uh, uh, borrowed this slide from Auditor General to make sure that uh, these are some of the key issues that uh, they feel strongly that uh, municipalities where they are compromised on supply chain, contract management, payments, as well as asset and revenue, it results in a negative issue of uh, uh, gaining a lot of material irregularities that uh, are now part of the picture. And the consequence of that is that many municipalities suffer financial loss, costly investigation, disciplinary processes and litigation. So we want to focus more on how we can work collaboratively with COCTA and Treasury to influence the change in this trajectory. If you look at some of the fundamental weaknesses uh, where the system is being exposed as significantly broken down, there is a lot of collapse of uh, accountability at the level of leadership, accountability in terms of even oversight structures, your audit committees at municipalities, internal audits, as, as well as impacts from an internal oversight. And you can see municipalities uh, that have been assessed by AG you find that only 5% of our senior managers uh, are being deemed to be playing their leadership role to manage these issues. If you look at internal audits, only 23% of these audits, as well as municipalities themselves, at the level of only 24% in the sector. We have recently installed MPEX from 2011. Only 27% of those are deemed to be functioning uh, properly. Mm -hmm. Others, they are in the variance of providing some assurance. So the critical challenge before us, Chairperson, with your assistance as committees of parliament, is how to change this picture to make sure that we don't uh, transfer and bequeath this uh, culture to the next uh, uh, sixth administration of municipalities that will be ushered in next year. If you look at punches and a bit of local government and greater fiscal equity, we have targeted uh, the revised fiscal framework, the revenue management, alternative forms of financing, as well as the culture of sound financial management that uh, we will be focusing on as SALGA. And uh, you look at this picture, this is the current picture where municipalities, their financial health is, uh, is quite deteriorating, uh, Chairperson, which underscored the need for us to refocus and rethink the fiscal architecture 
both from the supply side of resources, but also from proper management of funds. So that when municipalities are entrusted with resources, they too play a role to make sure that such public funds are managed properly. So you can see that the picture of pink is right across the country where intervention is significantly required. The rest of them are of concern. And very few municipalities uh, show a picture of being in a good financial health. And when you look at the stark reality before us of local government finances, the financial statements of the municipalities that have just been uh, audited, they show a huge uh, net deficit between municipalities' ability to raise own revenue versus the expenditure uh, obligations they have. And 34% of our municipalities have just finished a financial year in a deficit. And, and that is a serious cause for concern uh, for local government including inability to meet creditors as a going concern. And more than our municipalities uh, in total are unable to collect debt. 59% of the debt we have is uh, deemed to be not recoverable. Now, the three points of reference is Auditor General saying that the Section 71 report of Treasury says the same out of the current 191 billion rand that only 34% of all is deemed to be realistically collectible. If also you look at the 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 the, the, the report uh, as as indicated, it clearly shows that there are significant challenges around the state of financial vulnerability of municipal. So, in a typical weighting approach, Chairperson, we think that spending more time on good governance and financial reforms at municipalities and strengthening financial accountability with consequence management, it should begin to show a change in the picture of local government. And it's also underscored by the water boards that uh, we have come to Parliament to present. Auditor General has also looked at the water boards and ESCOM in particular. And this slide just demonstrates the extent to which uh, the current uh, non-payment is uh, significantly weighed at rates beyond 120. And you can see the correlation between the financial health of municipalities and their ability to meet uh, their credit obligation to, to bulk to bulk suppliers of water and electricity, which is the main trading platforms for municipality to be able to, 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 to pay their own services. So these municipalities are continuously facing these challenges. So both from a systemic point of view and a structural point of view, there is a need to rethink the modalities around the performance of this function. So at this spiral does not continue without us applying significant breaks to it because it is threatening the viability of, 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 of the country from the national fiscal point of view. Around sun management, again, we will be doing advocacy and lobby as SALGA to look at the role of local government on the areas of um, uh, community-related services to make sure that we strengthen. And as you would see, Chairperson, the COVID-19 also began to expose the limitations between our IGR on terms of responsibilities for dealing with homeless people that must be removed vulnerable communities, how do we make sure municipalities play their role consistent with the objects of local government in terms of Section 152? So as SALGA will be playing a role to make sure that first they play their role, but where their role needs to be funded elsewhere, then other spheres must assist in ensuring that we do not have a situation where things fall in between the cracks. We will also be dealing with the issue of the transport function and also making sure that the housing accreditation area continues to be refined to make sure that municipalities where they have to be empowered, the concomitant resources also flow 
in their area. The issue of um, IMTT work, uh, there's a lot of work happening now. We will still keep our foot on the pedal to make sure that the ESCOM uh, municipal conundrum on the interface of providing electricity regulation is finally resolved. The other focus area we'll be having is to continue our work in terms of uh, ensuring municipality on the transformation of the fourth industrial revolution. Municipalities also learn from COVID and begin to deploy big data analytics work from a systems point of view to be assisted with the necessary resources to start automating a lot of functions that can eliminate the current uh, wastage we are seeing, including tempering with the system for nefarious ends. The areas around uh, equitable shared chairperson revenue management will continue to be our major focus for municipalities. And uh, there is now task teams that work on various streams of the IMTT work to begin to look at this picture more holistically. And uh, we are quite pleased, Salga, that uh, we are beginning to work together in such a way that we can confront this challenge. Employer body, again, will continue this work to make sure that municipalities uh, are at the forefront of stability to continue to play this role. And we're helping many of them around task job evaluation, including compensation issues. The capacity building issue, Chairperson, will continue to occupy us to make sure that uh, both exiting councillors and new ones, they will be uh, properly capacitated to play their role and working collaboratively, of course, with COCTA, the LG CETA and Treasury to make sure that uh, uh, consistently the senior management echelon, the frontline staff and councillors receive the necessary uh, blended support to play their role. Around areas of support and advice mandate, we will continue to streamline our work around ensuring that uh, standard operating practices and necessary tools, municipalities are empowered to play this role, especially navigating complex policy arenas like Spluma, where most of our district and local municipalities are still finding significant challenge around this area. The areas around uh, climate change will continue to be occupying us, including the issues of waste management, which most of our municipalities are, are struggling from a resource support point of view. We will also be looking at areas around um, uh, areas of uh, performance management at municipalities and also assessing maturity of municipalities to assume certain functions uh, so that professionalization framework has got the right basis to motivate for a differentiated approach for municipalities. Financing inf instruments, we are working closely under the leadership of COCTA, uh, of which DM Tau is leading to explore various innovative financing instruments that can be at the disposal of municipalities to make sure that we complement various uh, instruments that are available, especially post-COVID, will be challenged to be able to rely on fiscus when the fiscus itself is significantly strained. Around the profiling work, Chairperson, areas of uh, looking at municipalities doing very well on spatial transformation, we have developed a municipal parameter as SALGA to make sure that we will continue to profile municipalities that are doing very well, especially on the investment tools that must respond to the president's um, mandate to raise uh, uh, funds for investment in our country because all of those will be lending at municipalities. So we need to be agile to make sure that the enabling tools of uh, the turnaround time to approve development approval, we do not hobble the system because of our uh, red tape issue. So that focus of SALGA will form part of that. We will also be building a local government intelligence data system that must help us to start having a risk-based approach 
to foresee upfront areas potentially that would result in triggering Section 139 intervention so that we don't arrive at that stage without saying it would have been foreseen for the next nine months that a municipality facing A, B, C, and D is likely to land in this space. So we want to have those kind of capabilities. Areas of profiling the work of municipalities will also be our uppermost in terms of 2020-2021 to make sure that uh, municipalities continue to receive uh, structured support uh, and, and also rally around international partners that we have as SALGA uh, that are working very well so far in terms of uh, ensuring partnership on areas of strength we don't have as SALGA. The knowledge and information management sharing will form part of this to make sure that districts and locals, locals amongst themselves, metropolitan municipalities, they continue to be a resource to share knowledge on strengthening bylaws, uh, especially post-COVID. A lot of these will require significant rethinking so that we can overhaul to make sure local government uh, is enabled to perform and learn its functions in a way that is uh, innovative and adaptive enough. A lot of this work around research will also form part of products we'll be working on to share with municipalities to make sure that uh, we are able to execute. So it's quite a significant plan we have, Chairperson, which we, we are under no illusion that its attainment rests on Salga. It rests on a co collaborative platform between ourselves, key role players at a policy level in terms of national treasury, at a policy level in terms of uh, COCTA, both from a regulatory angle as well as a rethinking of the plan, given the fact that we now have the benefit of the last 20 years, both from the good and the very bad that has characterized local government. The budget parameters for our plan, because we are a significantly underfunded organization, so we tend to tame down our ambitions such that they speak only to what we can afford so that we can then catalyze others to assist us in uh, executing what we think is a mammoth task before us. So we rely largely on levies uh, in terms of our performance and our financial performance statements speak to those uh, uh, revenue drivers. And as you can see, Chairperson, 89% uh, of our funds coming from municipalities from Levy. So when we say the picture is showing a stark reality of a gloomy picture, the direct response impact of that is going to be visited to Salga because already we are struggling to get municipalities paying levies, not because they don't want to do, they see the value of what we do for municipalities. But uh, the chronic underfunding problems, including the cycle of uh, the three challenges of unemployment, poverty, they are going to be more worsened now post-COVID, and we are likely to require significant shift from a funding point of view, including support uh, from the national fiscals. So our financial position remains um, relatively stable, albeit from a weak base, and we think we'll continue to manage our resources prudently. The impact of COVID-19, we shared uh, last week, Chairperson, broadly what we think will be the impact. But what it does is that we will have to review this plan as soon as the Division of Revenue is passed in Parliament. We will also be required as SALGA to start reviewing what is realistically possible from a municipal point of view to be able to implement these key areas that we have outlined here. We have also shared last week the municipal response that many of our municipalities are at the forefront of implementing these seven directives that have been outlined, including complementary directives from other spheres. And from a low base, they are required to respond, to provide a community awareness, to make sure that they provide sanitation, to provide extra water and sanitation in areas where some of these have not been provided, and some of them 
being required to do uh, sanitizing of public facilities. All of these are realities municipalities are doing as we speak. But the picture of how they are funded is, uh, is a contrast, Chairperson, uh, to this uh, reality. If you look at an example of the fiscal response to municipalities, last week we presented that there are three funding envelopes that we are currently looking at. Firstly, was the disaster relief grant fund. The second envelope was flexibility on the on the fund for for MIG funding to create flexibility from a top-up approach. The third one was the USDG for metros to make sure that all categories of municipalities are being plugged in. And also the president of the republic has outlined an additional 20 billion rand. So we think that these four instruments must be looked in totality to enable municipalities. But just on one example, Chairperson, which has become a disappointment to Salga, is an area of the distribution of the disaster grant relief fund. And we have received the schedule that outlines what municipalities have been allocated. This is just for one example of a municipality in Northern Cape, uh, where they have been allocated 21,000 rand to be able to perform those tasks we have just outlined emerging out of the seven regulations. And if you were to quantify exactly just to perform one of those, the cost of providing PPEs to employees regularly just for a month is about 175,000 rand. Yet they are sitting with 21,000 rand. That says, please use this fund for the next six months and, um, and, and perform these functions. So we think that there's a need uh, to, re to review this. This slide, Chairperson, talks to the business plans municipalities have been asked to develop, and they've developed all these business plans. But contrary to these business plans, you can see the funding received from the Disaster Relief Fund. Out of the 150 million rand, uh, uh, Joe Gabi requested 66 million rand uh, in a business plan that they were asked to develop, but they were only allocated 3 million. Uh, Midval asked for 15 million, they were given 700,000. And, and, and the rest of others, Chairperson. So there's a direct uh, a, a, a challenge around how the current funding allocation has been made. And this funding has just been received uh, uh, to some of them as recent as last week on day 43 uh, of the of the lockdown. So we think that the challenges around the COVID-19 chairperson must help us to speak to these five pillars to review the municipality's role on local economic development precisely because issues of job cuts reduced household incomes will have a direct impact on budgets of municipalities, including their revenue raising capabilities. Now, this is in top of the stewardness of the current uh, equitable share allocation. Debt management is going to be a challenge for municipalities. The service delivery issues will continue to be a challenge. We'll have to innovate there because the fiscal space is known by everyone. It has evaporated. So we will not rely significant to say there's something in the fiscal envelope. It has the space has evaporated, but we think we have to start rethinking some of the effectiveness and efficiencies that currently Auditor General doesn't see uh, municipalities doing uh, at this moment. The governance issue is going to be very important, as well as areas of uh, debt management for municipalities. So at every rent they have, they must be assisted to manage, and when there is difficulties to manage properly, accountability instruments must kick in. And I think Salga is at the forefront of advocating for much more stricter measures of accountability to make sure that we can claw back on the, on the, on the significant uh, uh, trust deficit that as local government we have projected. The areas of municipal audit outcomes on APP, uh, as you can see, a uh, 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 chairperson, again, is going to be a major issue for us. 
and the division of revenue, as you can see, is one of those areas where indigenous management is outlined in the current division of revenue for 2020 in page 99. You can see that uh, where we are arguing for a review of the equitable share, especially from the, the various classification of its model, uh, there are certain areas where from a timing point of view, you could see that the baseline figures will be informed by uh, 2016 uh, uh, census data. And in reality, if you look at the moment now, more people would form part of the weight that will be visited at municipalities. And we're projecting that by 2021, 19.7 million people will have to be loaded into that area. So that's the broad uh, trust of our submission chairperson. And in short, the governance of municipalities needs to be strengthened. It is significantly weak. Secondly, the funding of municipalities is a challenge. Financial management and accountability is a challenge to municipalities. And if we were to combine those with the realities that COVID is visiting all the institutions, there's a need for a fundamental rethink, including tightening accountability to make sure that uh, we, we significantly claw back on the erosion we have seen of local government. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, CEO. Chairperson Dodovo, are you ready to take hands and proceed sharing the meeting? Okay, let's, let me do that, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, Honorable Members, we received a very detailed presentation from, from Salga. I think let us engage with the presentation. Let me get an indication as to who wants to speak. Just indicate to me your names, those who want to speak. Chair Brink. Brink, one. Mkane. One. Taba. Taba. Opperman. Opperman. Hussein. Repeat that. Honorable Hatebe with H. Kohia. Sileku. And Hussein. Sileku. Hello, uh, hello, sorry. Did you get I my name? It's, it's Honorable Hussein. Honorable Hussein, I'm going to end with Pesar. After that, I'm going to take other hands. Those that have been mentioned, they will come, they will, they will come thereafter. Let me start with Honorable Brink. The floor is Thank yours. Thanks very much, Chair. Uh, the first issue, uh, we've had the Salga presentation on, on the COVID response initially. I think about two weeks back, a few things have happened since then. The, uh, the head of Salga did mention some criticism um, in one or two cases of the disaster relief payments being delayed. But I just, 
uh, I just want a clarity from Salga as the, the lobby organization for local government. Can you be very clear so that we can also understand what you think the one or two things the uh, national government must do in order mitigate the collapse of revenue uh, due to the extended lockdown in municipalities? As the lobbyist, what are the one or two things that, that your members want you to push in terms of what national government can do? whether it be financial, policy-wise, legislative, structural, equitable share, clarity on that uh, so, so that we can understand that, that perspective. Then uh, in, the, in your strategic plan, it is mentioned that one risk to Salga itself is the fact that you rely solely on membership contributions, single source of income. Um, have you considered the impact of the collapse of revenue of municipalities on your loss of income, in particular, not asking for more money necessarily, but making cuts to your own costs. Have you considered, uh, you know, the, the necessity of doing that? Uh, then lastly, uh, outside of uh, COVID and, and just in terms of local government in general, um, the, the very important uh, function of SELGA includes knowledge and information sharing and I, I haven't seen much in terms of research by SELGA on procurement irregularities in municipalities. It's a, it's a major problem that municipalities don't seem able to procure value for money. Now if you listen to the Auditor General it's usually described as a failure of management or a failure of leadership but are they case studies on what the actual problem is. Uh, I, I've had a look at Salga's website and uh, documents and publications, but it doesn't seem to be much on, on the problem of procurement and value for money. Thanks very much. All right, thank Jefferson. you. Jefferson. Jefferson. Who wants to speak? Hello? Jefferson. Before that, there is one Karen Fesser's mic is causing a lot of yes. disruption. Yes, Honorable Karen Fesser. Um, Can, you know? Can the switch of that mic, please? Yes, please. Honorable Kaba. Yeah, Chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, let me welcome the presentation uh, of the, uh, the mandate of Salka <clears throat> from the CEO. And uh, I'm happy now uh, the SALCA will help municipalities to be capacitated. I think uh, maybe SALCA will be succeed or not in, to capacitate uh, municipalities. Uh, I wish them good luck. Uh, my question Chair, to SALCA is that we have a problem to the municipalities of corruption. Uh, if Salkan can clarify when they will gonna deal with these municipalities that are corrupt, like uh, if I may make an example, chair, increase the municipality chair. There is this 45 million that was given to service provider with nothing that was doing. It, he was not even providing in a single toilet to the community, but the, the, the 45 million was gone. 
how can the Falcon help us and make sure that they are using their knowledge to make sure that municipality they end to be corrupt to take the money of the poor of the poorest because this money has been uh, given to the municipality by the government for the poor and and also chair we have this problem of um uh what is that that, that this means but oh uh, I've forgotten. But another one, I'll come back. Uh, the another one is the Pine Town, where there is a man. That that municipality seems like it's the Etegwini municipality. If the Salga can help us about it, the Tulan Utulani Kele, La Pagu. What you call? Go go Chair, we have this issue. I forgot him and the name, man. But I'll come back. Thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Oh, the, the the issue of uh, sorry, man, chair. Sorry, sorry, Chairperson. I know that the issue of this municipality all the time. People are, 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 are swimming to the storage. The central is it is, is, is in Eastern Cape that that municipality is a person Johns for a person Johns municipality chair. People are swimming in the storage there. I I know I I I I'm happy if Salka will capacitate, but. What they were gonna deal with this corruption because all years and years municipalities they got money to deal with a, a problem within the community, but they are not doing anything. Thank you, Chair. All right, thank you, Honorable Mkalipi. Engabonga, Chairperson of the NCOP. Thank you very much for the presentation, CEO, and the leadership of uh, Salga. I will start by seeking clarity question uh, on your document on page 26 of the APP, not this one that we you just presented on the actual document is a slightly concern and the clarity seeking question when you said that in 2016 we saw emergency and disappearance in some instances and the new trade federation union, such as Economic Freedom Fighters and Katopele Forum and other forums. I just want to get a clarity. Why do you call us uh, a trade union as EFF? Because it's there in your document. Thank you. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's in the official document that you are a federation union is Economic Freedom Fighters by Salka. So I hope they are going to clarify. <laughs> so, uh, CEO, thanks for the presentation and thanks for elaborating the fact that you take care of ourselves, some of the members who are new to the committee. I was not part of the fifth administration. I was a member of Home Affairs, so I'm new to the committee. So thanks very much for thinking for us in order to follow your presentation. Uh, you mentioned on your APP advancing the four outcomes, as you stated here. Also in 2017, 2022, 
Uh, in your strategic goals, you mention all those three goals, which I'm not going to mention them for the sake interest of time. My question now is that, uh, CEO of Salga, there has been a rapid degeneration in municipalities in all these stated objectives of 2017-2022. So now, what makes you a Salga to think that you are going to achieve or to ensure the attainment of these objectives now? Because all these things that you are mentioning here, it was there. It was in your plans. But what we have seen, honestly, is a rapid degeneration in disparities. And if you go to the APP of the department itself, and as I understand that also the CEO mentioned this on his presentation that you are working together with the department, with all other stakeholders for the betterment of the of, of municipalities. So um, I'm asking this uh, 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 chairperson because I, 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 I doubt if in the challenges that is mentioned by the department, it, it's, it was on page 43 IHS, that um, I'm sorry to, to, to bring this, but I think it call, it's also interlinked with your role as Salga. The department mentioned in their challenges that there are three metros. Um, I'm looking at my document here. There are three metros, which is your Mangawung, Buffalo City, Nelson Mandela, and the municipalities such as Ndabankulu, Port and Johns, Labisa, Mbizani. They are saying, according to their report, 50% of the population are living below the upper poverty line. And that is a very scary report coming from the department. And I'm asking you specifically to Salga now, because I'm sure that you also have in possession of this kind of a report, that you are sitting with this report from the department itself. But they are highlighting the very sad state of affairs of the municipalities, that 50% of their population are living below the upper poverty line. So I want to get the, 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 the view and the program uh, and the plan again uh, from you, Salga, because you, on page 30 of, the, of your APP, you also mentioned that your role, Salga, is the implementation of the cooperative uh, government functions, such as finding solutions for problems relating to local government. So if you are sitting with this kind of a report at a national level, so I think it's a cause for concern. I would really, really like to hear what are you going to do about this uh, bad situation. Also, uh, on page 30 of the APP report, uh, we have mentioned a very, 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 uh, uh, something that I think it needs also your you as to come and remind us to as a committee and the chairperson, I'm sure she was not the chairperson by the time, but we have mentioned something that has caught my attention under legislative factors. You said that, um, I just caught one, you said the national government imposes pieces of legislations without addressing the implication of such legislation. 
Salka conducted a study. The findings were also processed in Parliament, and Parliament appointed a committee for further investigation. So if we can also get that as a committee, because this is a very serious uh, something that you are pointing to us as Parliament, if we feel that some of the policies that we are also imposing to you, it does not help you at all. So if we can reactivate that one, it can also help us. Okay. Yeah, the last one, Chair. I yes, thought chair. Done. Yeah, I thought the, the, done. The, the last one, Chair. The last yeah. one that, that also talks to the outcome number two of SALGA, which is good governance and resilient municipal institutions. On page 33 of, of their APP, human resource management, you had mentioned that you don't have footprints on the call face, which is the municipalities but you are only represented in national level and provincial level. So now, because your core function as SALGA is at a municipality level, how do you plan around uh, all these things that you are saying you want to, to achieve as SALGA while you don't have a footprint at a municipal level? I mean, your, priori- your priorities, I don't think you get it right from the beginning. I will pause there, Chairperson. If there will be an opportunity, I'll come back. Thank you. Okay, I deliberately gave three people and not restricted them in terms of the number of questions to pose because I wanted to check how it goes. Can I sincerely implore on you, on our members who are going to follow, that at least ask three questions so that we allow all of you to engage. I know that these matters are very close to your heart, but I suggest that in the interest of time that we have, that we allow at least one member to ask at a maximum three, three questions. I think it will be it will serve us very, very well. The next uh, speaker on the line is Honorable Opperman. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, Salga just said that they are an underfunded organization. Yet last year, their budget was bigger than the Department of Cocta and MISA. I believe one with the biggest budget should give the biggest support and higher investment. So I'd like to know, we have 66 municipalities with unfunded budgets, which poses a high accountability risk. And we have 27 hung councils. What assistance and support with regard to administration, good governance and expenditure guidelines Will these risk municipalities receive from Salga? My next question, we have 139 billion in irrecoverable debt and with the relax MFMA and PFMA regulations and Salga's own circular 13 of 2020, I want to know how will financial misconduct and mismanagement and loss of revenue be mitigated and what post-COVID economic recovery plans do Salga have in place to assist and support municipalities? My third question, we annually spend billions on forensic reports within municipalities, and we all outsource for the same service. I personally believe that government should have a department for this, but what is Salga's take on this? And what support and advice can Salga give to municipalities and are there any mechanisms in place to address 
inadequate investigations within municipalities besides capacitating MPICs. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Honorable Hussein. Uh, Chairperson, thank you very much. I, uh, uh, I'm not going to repeat some of the questions that I wanted to ask, which has already been raised by some of my colleagues. I will raise one, one question and one comment, if you don't mind. Um, may I just say this, uh, Chairperson? Firstly, thank you to Salga for the uh, detailed presentation. Um, I have no doubt that uh, the contents in the document itself is intended to do some very good work, uh, notwithstanding the state of municipalities uh, and the situation that we find ourselves as, uh, find ourselves in as a country in terms of uh, uh, the current status of municipalities. And my comment relates to this, Chair. Uh, when I sit and I listen to the, the, the presentation by Salga, and this is not the first occasion uh, when we sit in this portfolio committee that we have an opportunity to reflect on the overall state of uh, some of our municipalities. And you have to ask yourself, Chairperson, after, since the establishment of Salga, since the establishment of, of democratic uh, local government in South Africa, with all of the billions and billions of rands that have been invested in, uh, in local municipalities, and again, I will say that, uh, granted, we have indeed made progress in a number of areas, but ever since the lockdown, I think that as, as leaders in society, it's given us an opportunity to be able to reflect on the massive uh, inequalities between communities. And, and of course, much of that is as a legacy of apartheid, but it's not only that. It's also related directly uh, to mismanagement of municipalities. When the Auditor General in his last report tells us that 63 municipalities are in a worse financial position than, uh, than the previous year, it's a serious problem. When Auditor General tells us that, that the amount of irregular expenditure that's increasing in billions and billions, when 25 billion rand of irregular expenditure in the last report, and that figures keep growing. And then ultimately, Chairperson, what it, what it results in is that all of us on this portfolio committee, including Salga and all other interested parties and role players, what all of us want to see is that when people open their taps, that water comes out. But the, the harsh reality is that, that for many, many communities, some of them don't even have the tap. The point that I'm trying to make, Chair, is this. Something seems to be seriously wrong with our system in our country. And this is not, uh, you know, and I, it's, no, it's not my intention to, to point fingers at Salga, and I'm sure that they, they themselves are doing whatever they can. But the entire system of local government in our country needs to seriously be, be looked at. It's not working. Whether it's the funding of municipalities, whether it's the management of municipalities, whether it's the support of municipalities, or whether it's the legislation that governs municipalities, the system doesn't work. Because municipalities are getting worse than what they used to be 20 years ago. So somewhere at some point, as leaders in our society, as, as, as people who have a responsibility of oversight, the core responsibility that we have is oversight. And we know that municipalities are going backwards. Somebody sometimes, somewhere needs to take a hard look at the system and say, this thing is not working. And we need a complete overhaul. To what extent is Salga going to be able to spend uh, or solve those problems in those municipalities? And I know that they're the representative body, 
But 700 odd million rand of my money, your money, and hard-earned taxpayers' money, in my view, is going down the drain. In as much as they're trying to provide as much support as possible to municipalities, with all of the work that they've been doing for a number of years, notwithstanding the hundreds of millions of rands that they put into municipalities to support them every year, the system doesn't work. Notwithstanding the billions of rands that national governments give to municipalities, the system doesn't work. And at which point are all of us as leaders in, the, in society going to take one hard look at municipalities and say, we actually need to go back to ground zero and start again. How do you make the system work to the extent that we'll be able to get the kind of outcomes that we need as quickly as possible? Because you can't wait another 25 years for, for rural communities to get water and to be able to use a decent toilet and flush that toilet. It simply cannot go on like that, Chair. And I'm making this point in the hope that I will get a response from the president of, of Salga, because I, I, I gather that there must be some level of frustration from Salga's perspective as well, that they put all of these documents and presentations together, uh, the 20 billion rand that uh, is referred to to support municipalities that the, that the president announced weeks and weeks ago to this day haven't received, been received by municipalities as yet. Um, but it, at the day when it was announced, it, was, it sounded good and it gave people a sense of hope. But in reality, that's all they have is hope. And municipalities are going to struggle for the next, I don't know how many more years. Okay. So that's just a comment that I wanted to make, Chair, for to us to be able to reflect on at some point, some, uh, we as a portfolio community, a committee, and I think our society as a whole, needs to have a conversation about the state of our municipalities and the systems that we have in place to actually make municipalities work because the system okay. is not working. My okay. question, Chairperson, is, um, is, is I just want to raise this one question and it relates directly to the finances of Salga. And given the, the state that municipalities are in now and especially over the next couple of months, and one of our colleagues have already raised it, is I'm sure that they're going to be struggling to collect monies from municipalities in terms of membership fees, which is their, their, their core income. And if they can just give us an indication in RAND value of what debt are they sitting with in terms of membership fees um, over the last year and what do they anticipate that debt will grow to? And I'm just asking for an, for an answer in very specific numbers, please. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Honorable Becky Adebe. Uh, yes, yes no, th th thank you. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I think you have crippled us now. You have reduced uh, questions and we have a lot of questions to ask, but we'll stick to the number allocated, which is three. Okay, um, thank you. Yeah, no, let me first welcome the presentation, uh, very detailed, but also share my disappointment, Chair, that uh, the updated presentation was only given to us now when we're in the meeting. We have missed out on 11 uh, very important slides to interact with. But be that as it may, um, so I won't be able to touch base on some of the uh, 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 updated slides, which are very key and critical because we have not had time to interact. My first question, Chair, is with regards to Salga's role uh, and clearly articulated in the presentation that uh, Salka's role is to inspire continuity and change. And they're doing this by being the disruptors of the system, which makes it impossible for local government to deliver on its mandate. Now, the question will be, what has Salka uh, uh, done 
to disrupt the system that makes it impossible for councillors under this COVID-19 to meet uh, because of uh, a lack of means and resources to conduct virtual meetings. Uh, the municipalities were unable to uh, uh, pass uh, adjustment budget. Now, as Salga, in terms of them becoming the disruptors of the system that makes it impossible for local government to deliver, can they be able to share with us what have they done in this regard? That's my first question, Chair. The second question is in relation to slide 30 of 83. That speaks to good governance and the resilient municipality institution. You would see in that slide, Chair, uh, it paints a picture of uh, 3,979 councillors and senior municipal officials that benefited in the training program. Yet, when you look in terms of the disciplinary hearings, the, there's an increase from 82 in 2017-2018 to 126 in 2018-2019. Now, the question would be, given the number of councillors and senior officials trained and the time and money invested in such training, why there's an increase in cases of disciplinary action? Does this program yield positive results? If so, what do you, how then do you contrast the increase in the number of disciplinary uh, cases vis-a-vis the training provided? Even on 2019-2020, the number of uh, councillors and officials trained it's increasing for, to 4,625 officials and 3,842 councillors. But the, 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 the issue of corruption uh, seems to be increasing. Now, one wants to get a, a sense whether or not uh, are these trainings uh, just a certificate of attendance or they inculcate the culture mm-hmm. of responsible leadership. The third que- uh, second question, Chair, on slide 46 of 83. Um, the output indicator is the devol- devolution uh, clarifying the role of local government on the devolution of transport function. Uh, I would like to get an understanding, does this, uh, when you talk about transport function, does this include the devolution of uh, a metro rail to, to, to local uh, municipality? And okay. last question, Chair. Uh, the fiscal response to municipalities. And I think this one will be directed to the department. Salga is making a plea and and a cry that they've submitted their business plan. But when you compare that vis-a-vis the funding received from National Treasury, it does not speak to the business plan submitted. Now, my question, Chair, will be, was this allocation done in consultation with the department? And if so, what was the input and contribution of the department, given the business plan submitted by Salga. And if there's still a, a, a leeway for the department to uh, plead with National Treasury to increase the funding to enable uh, 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 municipalities to fulfill their mandate. Thank you, Chair. All right. Thank you very much, Honorable Mola. Thank you, Chairperson. And thank you, Salga, for your presentation. My first question, how does 2020, 2020 and 2021 APP envisage intensifying the involvement of SALGA in Section 139 interventions? My second question, what 
lessons, if any, has you drawn from that municipality's debt owed to ISCOM and Waterport has risen sharply over the last five years, while debt owed to SARS has declined significantly over the same period. My last question, what initiatives does SALCA have in place to assist municipality to exploit to exploit to exploit the massive tracts of land into a steady flow of income for these local authorities. Are there any specific land value capture me- mechanism which Salka feels municipalities should access and consider adopting? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable Fessa. Honorable Fessa. Yes, thanks. Thank you, Chair. Um, there is no evidence of any successful Section 139 intervention in municipalities since 2000 to date. Municipalities are in a dire state of dysfunctional uh, dysfunctionality in the objects of constitutional of the constitutional obligations. Considering the ongoing Section 154 support, maybe how will Salga, uh, in their fundamental rethinking of viable governance in municipalities um, that has not been tried yet since none of the previous ones of Salga of Kohta ever worked. Uh, How will they they ensure accountability and sound financial management in their rethinking of municipalities? Thank you. The next round of hands, who wants to speak? Just quick indication. Uh, Mpaela. Faela. Silene. Yes. Silene. Are you taking the next round or are you considering those the who didn't round, talk? Next, no, I'm taking those who haven't spoken. Those okay. Spoken questions. Oh, we thought you were giving us a second round. It's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, those who have spoken, maybe we will give you when we have time, but let us give others a chance. No, Ted. Grunewald, Chairperson, I want to chance, please. Yes. Who else? Is that all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Who else? Is that all? Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, and the chairperson. And the chairperson. Hello. And the chairperson is where? Yeah, the chairperson will be the last out of after all of them have spoken. I'll afford that opportunity. Yes, I reserve it for you. Who else? Or oh, is that all? That's beautiful. Yes, I'm sure we can. We still have time. Yes, we still have time. Don't worry, we'll come back to you. Uh, Honorable Mfayela? Yes, uh, Chairperson, do you hear me? 
Hello? Yes, yeah. I will hear you. Shoot. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, thank you very much for the wonderful uh, uh, presentation from, uh, from the CEO of Salka. Uh, and I'm glad that uh, on his presentation, he highlighted the very important uh, two things. One, the lack of accountability. Two, the lack of uh, consequence management in the municipalities. The problem that you are facing, Mr. CEO, is the corruption in our, in our municipalities. Last year, we have visited a lot of municipalities in some of the provinces. And what we have experienced there is the corruption, corruption, corruption. Now, I just want us to I just want you to tell us as to how you're gonna extend the the the, the, the accountability and the, the consequence consequence management because uh, without these two things we are going to see our municipalities falling apart. Tell us exactly how you're gonna do this accountability and the the, the, the consequence management in our municipalities to avoid them doing corruption. Corruption <laughs> is like hell in municipalities. They eat money like hell, and we have seen that with our naked eyes. Please, Mr. CEO, help us. How are you going to strengthen the accountability to consequence management? If the person is found guilty of eating the public money, what consequences that person is going to face? I thank you. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Honorable Sileku. Oh, thank you very much, Chair. Chair, mine is basically just two questions. Uh, the first one will be to Salga. Uh, I remember a few years back, there was a municipality in Tiavatos Kluf, <laughs> That was to distribution of electricity. I just want to know how far that process is because ESCOM is distributing electricity in some municipalities and some municipalities have actually said for them to be viable in terms of their finances, they should actually just speak to ESCOM so that they become the distributors of electricity. And Salga was with those uh, municipalities. So I just want to know how far that process is. And my second one, Chair, it's well and good that we are seeing that Salga is training a lot of councillors in terms of MPEG, in terms of their roles and responsibilities. But what is unfortunate is that regardless of the training that is, is given to the two councillors, we don't see, you know, the fruit fruitless, wasteful expenditure decreasing instead it's increasing so my question to saga is that are we really getting value for money when we actually give this training to these councillors or is it just like public participation where we just go out and tick a box and then my last question saga is saying is keep on saying that the sector needs to change and it's not entirely dependent on circulars and what saga says I want Salga to be honest in their view in terms of saying, how are we going to make sure that 
local government becomes professionalized when it comes to the governance of municipalities. Like my colleague has been saying that the manner in which local government is currently governed from the political side is deteriorating on a yearly basis. And I want Salga to be honest with us and tell us how can political parties assist them in making sure they achieve their goal of making sure that local government is indeed professionalized. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you very much. Honorable Kaya Kaza. No, thank you very much, Chair. Mine is very uh, pointed because I think that there is consensus in terms of uh, uh, combating corruption in municipalities. Uh, I think uh, across the, uh, the, the the colleagues here have agreed that uh, Salka has not mentioned this thing. Chair, I'm new in the committee. You're going to have to bear with me. And uh, the, I also knew from, from Chase Muroka. I came, I came yesterday having observed that uh, the, viola- the viability of municipalities uh, uh, is 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 partly is is mostly uh, uh, is mostly uh, done by uh, corruption, as, as 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 the members have said. Uh, there are there are there are projects that are not finished there. So if there are projects that are not finished and uh, you find that people continue with the with, 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 with eating the money of the of, of, of the people and using operational money, how is is it that municipalities are going to be viable? Uh, uh, how, what is the sustainable uh, way in which uh, we Salka can 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 employ to to make for the viability of municipalities. Secondly, and probably lastly, Chair, in terms of revenue distribution, where I think it's page 52, where Salga says 89% of membership, of they derive most of their revenue from, 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 from membership levies. Now, Salka, there is a case in uh, Steve Chuete Municipality uh, where it is questionable. Uh, I, I stand to be corrected. Uh, you may correct me with facts. Uh, where the due process has not been followed with regards to seasonal workers uh, in, that, in, that, in that sense. And then, uh, in terms of changing, they are their terms of conditions and conditions of employment. Did you consult all parties involved uh, at, back, at bargaining council? In terms of the deductions of salaries, which employees do not qualify for these deductions, uh, Salga? Uh, have you applied the consultative process in terms of the conditions of employment and accordingly the conditions of employment Act 75 of 1997, employment equity amendment of, of 2003 Act 47. 
have you not violated equal pay for 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 work for for work of equal value because the case in point is that seasonal workers perform the same uh, functions as permanent workers so 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 can you can you can you give us uh, clarity on that as to 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 how to how how did you go about in terms of uh, of of deductions of those which which workers qualify and which workers do not qualify i just want to get around this thing that you are mentioning that uh, most of your revenue is derived from from uh, from 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 the work uh, from 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 workers from from the uh, uh, deductions of workers okay i think i'll end there but before i end there I also wanted to to speak to rural municipalities that that use conference conference calls when they are like like our virtual calls now. I wanted to speak to that whether where how does how do, how do you monitor that that, that particular uh, uh, process? How is that? Because somebody can just come. It's not visual like 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 we have now. You know, you can actually. Uh, send someone to to say that it's his his name is Kanyates, and uh, I just want to to know uh, in terms of the capacitation of municipalities whether the, the councillors do not need tools of of, of 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 trade as much as we do. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you, you very much. Okay. Thank you very much, Honourable Khuneval from my city. Thank you, um, Chairperson. Um, there's only three things quickly. It's in terms of stabilizing of governance, uh, training, and, and then on the finances. The first I want to find out in terms of um, there's, a, there's a nice program to get all the councillors trained, um, but is there consequent management for councillors, and especially in terms of the resolutions they take in council? Um, there's a lot of can I say, wrongdoing in terms of resolution where it's actually in contravention with the acts, um, but yet there's no action against those councillors. And then in terms of um, administration, um, as soon as a municipality is being put under administration, there's an administrator being appointed. Um, what steps are there from Salga's side to make sure that that administrator is actually doing his job. There's, um, and the chairperson just announced this from Matusana as well. Matusana were actually worse off after they've put in an administrator, not better off. Um, so how can they, they, they assist in actually getting it to turn around if there's intervention? And then in terms of finances, only two things. Um, Salga must try look at programs to get municipalities paperless. The agendas of municipalities and all the documentation being sent to councillors is quite a heap. Um, I've put mine for five years. Um, I've disposed of it in almost 1.2 ton of paper, um, just to give you an idea. So I think it's time that we move to a paperless um, time of state. And then on the last uh, one, um, can I ask Salga to do an investigation in terms of the VAT of municipalities? There's a lot of municipalities actually losing a lot of income because the VAT isn't up to date or not being done. Um, thank you, Chairperson. I'll stop there. All right. Thank you very much, Honorable Anel Kweya. Hello, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Hello. Uh, uh, I've been raising my hands, but you never recognize. You will tell me. You will follow after Honorable Kweya. I've been forgotten you, Honorable uh, Maggie. 
Okay. Is the honorable member having a problem with Anneli Koyi? No, she doesn't. Proceed. <laughs> okay. Let's proceed. Uh, yeah, look, I think uh, listening to all the comments uh, made by the members, uh, it boils down to one question that Salga needs to respond uh, for us to understand. And that, fun, that fundamental question is, the, the, the challenges that Salga has uh, with regards to funding and how they think those challenges can be resolved. That is the first issue, which I think needs to be responded. And also Salga needs to explain to us their relationship with the provincial department of COPTA. Because nationally, you can find, you can sense a bit of a relationship, which I don't know how solid it is. But going down to the lower level, you, you, one cannot say the same thing. For example, there are many municipalities. I can make an example of Solplaki municipality in the Northern Cape, where for the past two years, since 2018, there is, an acting, there is an acting municipal manager and an acting CFO. Because the municipal manager and the CFO are on suspension. Suspension for two years. And nothing has happened with regards to their cases. They are still drawing uh, salaries from the municipality. And the municipality must also pay the acting allowance for those that are acting. So those are the things that are happening under the nose of Salga. And my understanding is that if Salga is a representative of municipalities, such things cannot happen in their, in their, in their, in, under their nose. So those are the things that need to be clarified. What's their relationship with COCTA and how they are, they, 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 they are managing the issues in the municipalities. The last one, Chair, is with regards to the legal implications of Salga's interventions in municipalities. That is, what power does Salga have? Because my view is that if Salga would be needing more money, we need to know more money for what? What is it that they can do effectively in the municipalities? And then we can be able to see Everyone is complaining about corruption and its common cause. In the municipalities, there's corruption and people don't care whether the municipality has money or doesn't. They can even compromise service delivery just to feed their, their, their grid. So that's the question, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Maggie. The platform is yours. Okay, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much for Salka, for progressive, uh, detailed uh, presentation. My first question will be with regard to the Auditor General AG Report 2018-19 that highlights challenges in financial management, supply chain management, inefficiencies, and weak internal control in municipalities. What is Salka going to do in assisting municipalities to overcome these challenges? 
And another question is with the service delivery protest that results in vandalism of public buildings and infrastructure that have negative impact on investment in our country. What strategic role is SAGA playing in making sure South Africa is strategically profiled in the world so that it attracts investors? There is also a challenge of low economic activities in rural government, and this impacts upon rural development. What role is SAGA playing in this current medium-term strategic framework to sustain rural economy, economies. There are high level of youth unemployment on the African continent. Does SALCA have strategies in place to support African countries in sealing up responses to youth unemployment? And I think my there, there are existing capacity building programs to assist the membership in terms of skills development and what methodology is SALCA using in conducting impact assessment on this issue? And lastly, my, my last question will be on, in the recent past, SALCA indicated that there are revenue collection challenges in municipalities and this impact on debt levels being higher. What strategic con contingency plans does SALCA have in place. I think uh, there are still more, but uh, let me just... Yes, it's okay. Thank you very much, Honorable Zandamela. Honorable Zandamela. No, thank you. Uh, thank you, Chair. Sure. No, thanks, uh, Chair. I just want to ask uh, one question, actually, to, to, to Salga. Uh, I think uh, the colleagues also touched on it earlier on uh, with regard to the state of the municipalities. And we've also seen uh, uh, also in the slides uh, the finances of all the, 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 the municipalities in the country. But my question will be, uh, what is the role of SALGA, especially when they start seeing those signs? We know that there's a lot of municipalities uh, some of them, they are, uh, uh, they are now placed on, uh, on administration and all those kind of things. And uh, what is the role of SALGA, especially leading to, towards uh, uh, the intervention by provinces? What is their role there? Because uh, before the provinces take a decision with the municipality, surely there are signs, uh, especially with finances. And uh, we know for the fact that we've got even municipalities uh, I just also learned today there's a municipality, especially uh, in Pumalang, um, uh, uh, that the, the, the council last said uh, uh, in 2018. So what is the role of, of, of Sado when, oh. when it comes to that? Thanks, Chair. Oh, all right, thank you very much. Chair, Honorable Faith Mutambi, the floor is yours. Chair. Hello, Chair. Yes. Okay, I apologize for that. Honorable Mpumza. You are the last before the chair. 
Anda kau belum pun Musa? I think we losing him. Honorable Chair, you can come yeah, in the meantime. Yes. Honorable Faith, thank you, Tamsi. The floor is yours. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. I, I think Honorable Mpumza has disappeared. Yes. So hope he's going to come back. Uh, uh, President, this is for you, President of Sangha. Uh, I think early in February ourselves, we had to attend to Ugum District Municipality. And then uh, our observation was that uh, central to the to the crisis at the Ugum District Municipality was the matters of labor. It was a labor relations matter. And then uh, yourselves, as the proclaimed a key player in building capacity in the area of labor relations amongst its members. Uh, what contribution Salga made or you are intending to make towards addressing the labor relations crisis in Ugu District Municipality? President, uh, that municipality is in a state of paralysis and I believe it's not happening only in Ugu municipality. Issue of labor dispute around the municipalities that are happening throughout. And then have you ever said maybe and look at your labor dispute resolution mechanism whether they are uh, uh, efficient or what is the main cause? Matters of mutual interest. How do you get to address them? President, I think uh, prior to the COVID-19, the committee has also taken a view to then call all those dysfunctional municipalities to come to parliament. And we want to welcome uh, uh, you, you, your intervention to say, hey, Sandra, you want to join hands with the committee, committee to focus on those uh, 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 municipalities. I think the issue of the impact, uh, their functionality cannot be overemphasized as uh, CEO. I think working together with your good self, I think we can manage to come up with a solution to foster a sound financial management uh, processes in municipalities. But then, be as it may be, I should think we need to welcome this presentation and we are looking forward to engaging with you further. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much, Honorable Motambi. From my side, just two points. I, I see COVID-19 great coming. Honorable Chair. Can you hear me? Honorable Chair. Hello. Yes, I'm prepared. Past you, okay. If you are back, can you speak? Because you keep on cutting. All right, thanks very much, Chair. Yeah. Uh, let me welcome the presentation by Salga. Uh, Chairperson, uh, the presentation by Salga is uh, having a foresight, but in terms of their plan. But, Chair, the, the the presentation by Salga indicates that uh, the municipal revenues 
have been shrinking all along while the expenditure is expanding. Now that uh, with the advent of the COVID and the subsequent lockdown, uh, municipal revenues had sharply contracted. What alternative revenue instrument is the SALGA proposing as immediate to respond both to this uh, uh, COVID-19 end uh, to address, because some municipalities are financially unviable, what alternative instrument is SALCA putting on the table for municipalities to turn into viable uh, financial instruments? The other question here relates to the fact that uh, the municipal planning instrument, this pluma, has been rolled out, but it has been resisted in the districts and the rural municipalities by traditional leaders. Now, at the IGR level, what is Salka suggesting to level the field for district municipalities and rural municipalities so that they could actually roll out this pluma to the full? Because current municipalities are being challenged or litigated uh, when now the government plans are not approved as a result because this is being particularly They are vulnerable now to companies being litigating them. Uh, what is it that Salda at the IGR level is coming up with to assist municipalities to level the field so that the spuma is actually accepted uh, and uh, being implemented in the rural and municipalities? The okay. other point uh, for me, the other point, hello? Yes, was it? One other point for me, the CO is indicating that almost 229 municipalities are heavily indebted to ESCOM and the water board. And the CO also indicates that there is this uh, current, uh, he termed it conundrum. What is the IMT doing? to resolve the structural problems related to the fact that the executive constitutional authority of the municipalities to retitulate, to retitulate uh, that is electricity is actually assigned to municipalities. What is the perspective of Salga around the work of the IMT to ensure that this constitutional power authority to function is actually transferred to municipalities? And this debt is absolutely resolved. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Honorable Fuzeka. I I was making just two points, and quickly I was saying, I with what is happening, I foresee what is called COVID nineteen gate, when we it is well and good to say we need more money for PPEs. But how do we ensure checks and balances and the monitoring of the purchasing of those equipment, whether municipalities are doing it right? Because if they don't, it's going to be a big crisis. The food parcels, already allegations are all over that officials and councillors are involved in the, in the, in the food parcel scandals. And is Salga is ready to to ensure that it puts up a position or a process or it monitors municipalities as they dish out food parcels. And if we are not going to do that, that is going to constitute 
a, a, a very big scandal at a point where the country needs this, more especially the poor people. What about the permits? The allegations that councillors are issuing permits uh, to businesses when they are not supposed to do so. And this is a matter that is very, very serious. And for me, it is important that Salga develops a strategy on how to deal with, with some of these particular issues. And that includes the relocation of people, more especially those in overcrowded areas. And, and, and my view is that Salga needs to ready itself to deal with such, with such particular issues. My last point relates to what the Auditor General is saying in terms of the deteriorating accountability at municipal level. Where I see it, I see the situation deteriorating. It doesn't get better. And all of these municipalities are affiliated to Salga. Is there any peer review mechanism in place that Salga does to ensure that those who are not reconcilable are dealt with or those municipalities that do not want to change their behavior because they put the image of Salga and local government into disrepute? And, and, and with this deterioration year in, year out, for me, I think we need to remodel, as we say, Salga. We need to reposition Salga to do it better. We need to repurpose what Salga is doing because it is one thing to come here, present the strategic plan, present the APP, but on the ground, the situation is deteriorated. It means there is something wrong that we are, we are doing or there is something that is not right that we are not doing in terms of dealing with those particular issues. Those were my two uh, issues that I think you must respond to as well. And over to you, Salga. I'll give you about 10 to 12 minutes to respond to, to the questions. Uh, uh, over to you. Yes, thank you. President, the floor is yours. You'll Chairperson, Chairperson. Chair. Chairperson. Who wants to speak? Yeah, but you promised us the second round. Can you just comment on that one? I'm looking at the time. I want them to respond in case that we have more time. We'll come back to that, please. Can Chair? you do that? Because we need these responses from, from Salga. Chairperson. Hello? Uh, it's me, the other chairperson. Oh, yes. In terms of our allocated time, if you check, this meeting is expected to adjourn now in a minute's time. O'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock. So, and then it will be unfair for the Salga team to respond in a minute time because the time allocated, remember the emphasis that we must stick to the time. Like yes. yesterday. It's not, yes. not nine o'clock today, it's eight o'clock. So, I think it was. Che, che. Proper. Che. Wait, 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 wait. Honorary, I'm still on the floor. You'll be given an opportunity to speak. I want, I want the clarity from the chair of the assembly. Yes. But let him just finish. I'll afford you that opportunity thereafter, please. Yes. Today, the allocated time was two hours because we're only dealing with uh, Salga alone. So it's already o'clock now. The proposal that I was wanting to propose to the meeting including the question that Honorable Mukhalipi is going to raise now. Maybe you give it that time. But to say then, can Salga then uh, 
respond to all our questions in writing latest by noon tomorrow. Then they will have been fair and done justice to all the questions because now already it's it's, it's going to be eight o'clock and they, there's been emphasis on the issue of us using the allocated time. That's my proposal. Okay, okay so Honorable supporting you. Supporting I wanted to get a clarity from the chair yes. why are we allocated two hours because I thought that is three hours now onwards. Whether it's only one item or it's two items, that's what we have agreed upon on that other platform chair. So I just want to get that clarity. And and if if it was uh, two hours only, so it means that we didn't uh, do um, a, 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 a justice to, to to Salga. We're supposed to manage time because we're just flowing, thinking that is three hours. So it's very unfair to them not to come back in a form of answering us as we are asking questions to them. Hmm. Okay, is there anyone who wants to counter this? Yes, 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 before noon tomorrow, but if that is what we are supporting all of us, I'm going to give Salga about five to seven minutes now in this meeting to just pick up what they think is quite urgent they need to deposit to us, but we need all full responses in a proper way by tomorrow uh, one o'clock. Is that okay? Unlike allowing each of you on the same on the same matter. Honorable Mutato, what are you saying? Honorable Mutato? If you are yes. not yes, yes, I'm here. As long yes. as we are not disciplined in terms of time, you allow people to put, to speak more than ten to fifteen minutes. This thing is going to happen throughout. I yes. think it must we must stick to the point of one minute. <laughs> And then that, that's it. And so uh, everybody can speak. Some of us were raised and we didn't have even an opportunity to speak. But because of this 15, 10 minutes per person, it's going to be a serious problem. For, for okay. such a, I think they let them respond now until half five. See if we can take it until half five. Yeah. Yeah. Honorable members, I, I take what you are saying. Honorable Mteto, I agree with you. It's okay. I'm giving Salga an opportunity to respond in the way that they can, but we also afford them the opportunity in writing to respond to us by one o'clock. President of Salga, uh, over to you. Uh, 
Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Okay. Thank you very much uh, uh, for the opportunity to present uh, to honourable members. Um, we take the opportunity for written response in the light of uh, time. Uh, we will do that, but we have a plea to honourable chairpersons. Uh, we have got engagements which have been scheduled right up until our discussion with the Deputy President on Friday. Select committee tomorrow, uh, our own NEC on Thursday, and the meeting with the Deputy President on Friday on ESCOM. Our request could be, can the... Uh, Chairpersons grant us space for proper articulation of the responses instead of submission tomorrow, and we'll be allowed to submit first thing on Friday morning. That's the first can, part. Can we make, can we make it first then? <laughs> the, the difficulty is that we are to adopt the, the report, especially the, the portfolio committee by Friday, and they need more time to prepare. Can we make it Thursday, Thursday noon? I think it is fair. Thursday. I'm amenable, Chairperson, as well. Yes. I understand you also are working on your own program. We'll do that yes. on Thursday. Uh, I, will, I would have wanted to comment, Chairperson, without really preempting our response, because we'll deal with these two issues which mostly almost all of our member, uh, honorable members who spoke touched on. The issue of corruption. Uh, the issue of trust erosion because of maladministration and corruption in many instances in our municipalities, but also the issue that uh, Honorable uh, Hussan spoke to and other members about what is wrong, and we may have to find what we need to correct. I think also, Chairperson, you spoke about the remodeling, the repurposing of what the sphere needs to look at. We will thoroughly deal with that. But some of the issues which honorable members are expecting have an expectation on Saka to respond to and deal with are actually issues which sits at Section 154 on how municipalities are supposed to be sub supported constitutionally, putting stringent measures on what needs to be done and how needs to be done and how could it be done by national and provincial uh, government consequence management on how uh, the department needs to assist in monitoring what could have happened to the budgets that are allocated as reported in section 71 reports by municipalities monthly. So I think much as we will respond to such issues, there are fundamental issues that we have to deal with. If, I, if you respond, you ask a question, for example, is training helpful? We train to capacitate a member to take correct decisions. Now, you could say the training is not helpful if a member or, or rather a counselor in this instance is unable to arrive at appropriate decisions. But here we're talking about pure corruption. For example, let's go to the AG's report of the past financial year. A municipality gets allocated 21 million to build a stadium. 21 million is spent, there is no stadium. There is no capacity that this council is short of to take money 
to build a stadium and not build a stadium. So we are dealing with such types of problems. The training is to capacitate councillors to arrive appropriately at correct decisions. But there is another element of not doing corrupt, I mean, not doing correct decisions. Not that you don't know what is a correct decision. And that's what we need to deal with all of us collectively. But let me not uh, uh, unpack too much on the training of functionalities of uh, MPEGs. It has been done, but will that translate to proper MPEG reports to councils? Because there are deliberate correct reports and there are deliberate incorrect reports of MPEG and dysfunctionality, not because they are not trained, but because the desire to do the correct thing is also lacking. I think, Chair, I, I appreciate the opportunity you have given us for Thursday. We all are under pressure and we will commit ourselves to uh, dealing with that. But there are honorable members, as I conclude, issues which are political in municipalities that are beyond what SACA could do. And we all know them from the deployment correctly because council is the employer. So if you say the issue of salt lucky, for example, it may not necessarily be directly to it. But what you find is that council suspend members of staff, sometimes without even proper reasoning of why there is suspension. So a case will take two years because you can't even formulate charges. But what can we do together with COCTA? To, to deal with such uh, issues. Let me stop there, Chair, and said I had hoped we would have had an opportunity to engage with these issues. It's usually better than writing in a paper, but of course, yeah. we are working under difficult circumstances. We will submit on this day. Thank you very much. All right, thank you very much. Honorable Mutambi, your, your last word. Honorable Co-Chair, over to you. I give all everything to you to round up and close the meeting. Okay, Chair. Thank you so much. Thank you, colleagues. And then thank you for the clarity that has been made by uh, Honorable Mukalipi. Uh, she has clarified this issue of ours. Moving from tomorrow, we are going to use the three hours as approved. It's just that in our initial approval, we have requested the approval for two hours. So we want to note that uh, that clarity on Mukalipi, and then that will be done starting from tomorrow. President, we, we, we hear you that you will have wanted to interact. Uh, yes, but in writing, it's better because we are even able to hold you more accountable. It won't be uh, your word against ours. That's the beauty about it. And we know Salga is thorough in detailing their responses in writing, which we sincerely appreciate uh, COO and CEO for the president to hear that. So we know that Salga is thorough, and at least we have documents as terms of reverence. It's better than that, but to say, next time you can come here, president, and say, I didn't say this, I said that. But when it's on pen and paper, uh, 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 we are we are going to do that, and then Honourable Bring has already sent certain questions uh, to us in writing, because he was mindful that the minute allocated to him by the chair of, uh, of the select committee was limited time, 
and the CEO will will attest that I've already emailed him those emails. So all those those questions, additional question to what Honorable wanted to raise. So members also as well, this also give you an opportunity. There might be a question because I see Honorable Mtetua, next time we're going to do what we have said, starting from tomorrow, you limit the number uh, uh, the, the the time when it comes to issue of questioning asking question, which we all agree is going to be done, but nevertheless it, it's always a heartening, heartwarming to have a, to listen to Salga, because even the members of the NCOP will agree with us at least you as a honourable Pumza um, said, if I'm not mistaken, you keep on learning new things and also to hear what Salga is busy doing. But like I'm saying, this is not Salga's problem alone. Ourselves, collectively, we can be able to address this. Uh, and I like that you are called the other time, uh, President, when you were calling us, when we were calling all these dysfunctional municipalities to parliament. You said what parliament is doing is a good initiative, and we'll do it in line with that presentation that the CEO has presented on the AG slides that talks about uh, those municipalities that are dysfunctional. But for the purpose of a, a record and closing this virtual meeting, I want to again confirm the presence of members in this meeting, starting from you, Honorable Chairperson, uh, Honorable Sam Zandamela, Martha Mola, uh, Honorable Kita, Honorable Mfayela, Honorable... Uh, Honorable Kenny Mutamai, Honorable George Mikalakis, Honorable Saida Sheikh, and Honorable Isaac Sileku. This is the NCOP delegation. And then on the NA side, it's Honorable Hussein, Honorable You can't forget Anele Koya is here. <laughs> oh my apologies. I Yes, it's my okay. Then there you go. Then on the NA side, I've dealt with Hussein, Pumza, and Tavan Chava, Becky Hadebe with an H, Hanya Keza, Honorable Konervald, Honorable Magito, Honorable Inko Silutuli, Honorable Brink, and Honorable uh, Honorable uh, Oberman. I hope I didn't omit any one of you. So they you did. Then you am Kalibi Then you am Kalibi Yes, my apologies, leadership. Honorable Kalibi is also part of this meeting. So I think we have dealt with that, and the way forward is that a um, uh, 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 guy is going to submit all these questions by before end of business on Thursday. And then also that members who still have questions can send them via the committee secretary 
so that we can send them. So for you members, you have up to tomorrow at 12 to submit all those outstanding questions that you feel. Remember also Salga gave you an updated presentation as we're getting into the meeting. This gives you an opportunity to also go through that. If there are other issues, you can send them through the two committee secretaries who will then link uh, with, the, with the Salga colleagues to make sure that all your questions are answered in a consolidated form and then we're going to get them by end of a business on Thursday. So the other issue that one wanted to raise now is that tomorrow we're going to meet is the demarcation board chairperson of the NCOP. You'll start the meeting. I'll do yeah. the other part of what you did today. And then it's three hours tomorrow. It's six o'clock up to 21 hours. We are then and a meeting on, on Thursday on those uh, three metros. And then we are meeting again on Friday, uh, 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 same time, uh, 18 hours to 21 hours to receive the report of the CRL Rights Commission. So it's going to be a hectic week. I had some members of the NCUP complaining of headaches when we started. The chief whip in particular, and the honorable is it honorable Mola or Nkita was complaining of the headache as well. So let, let, let's just do what we are supposed to do. Then uh, I want to appreciate all of you colleagues. Also to yeah. appreciate the delegation of uh, Salga okay. for attending this meeting. Yes. Oh, you saying questions will send them via the secretary, ne? not straight yeah. to the president. Oh, okay. You see, Chair, you see, Chair, you have, I mean, they have lost the opportunity to listen to the president. Yes, I know that. It's your I know fault. That the president is not alone, as I said. A mayor divorce, mayor Bangalize, mayor Stofile, and mayor Wongani Baloi, CEO and COO. We want to thank you for your time and for attending the meeting, including both DM Tao and DM Bapela for being part of this meeting. The meeting gets adjourned till we meet tomorrow at 18 hours. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. 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 Thank you,